Today on Commuter Bible, we'll read the names of those who were the first to return from the exile and the beginning of Solomon's Song of Songs. It's 1 Chronicles chapters 8 through 10 and Song of Songs chapters 1 and 2. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. We're still working through a list of names, but thankfully things get a little more interesting this week as the lists are broken up by historical accounts and records of what people did and when. As someone who once worked retail and food service, I like the behind-the-scenes look at the Levites and the gatekeepers and how they conducted the daily maintenance of the temple found in today's reading. Later, we'll begin the Song of Songs, which is about two lovers and their love. It is a book of poetry, symbolism, and innuendo. If you hear something and think, does that mean what I think it means? The answer is probably, yeah. First Chronicles, chapters 8 through 10. Benjamin fathered Bela, his firstborn. Ashbel was born second, Ahara third, Noah fourth, Rapha fifth. Bela's sons, Adar, Gera, Abihud, Abishua, Naaman, Ahoa, Gera, Shephufan, and Huram. These were Ehud's sons, who were the heads of the families living in Geba, and who were deported to Manahath, Naaman, Ahijah, and Gera. Gera deported them and was the father of Uzzah and Ahihud. Shaharaim had sons in the territory of Moab after he had divorced his wives Hushim and Bera. His sons by his wife Hodesh, Jobab, Zibiah, Mesha, Malcolm, Jaez, Sakia, and Mirma. These were his sons, family heads. He also had sons by Hushim, Abitub, and Elpale. Elpale's sons, Eber, Mishim, and Shemed, who built Ono and Lod, and its surrounding villages. Bariah and Shema, who were the family heads of Aijalon's residence, and who drove out the residents of Gath, Ahio, Shashik, and Jeremoth. Zebediah, Arid, Eder, Michael, Ishpa, and Joha were Bariah's sons. Zebediah, Meshulam, Hizki, Heber, Ishmerai, Isaliah, and Jobab were Elpale's sons. Jacob, Zikri, Zabdi, Elianai, Zilathai, Eliel, Adiah, Bariah, and Shimrath were Shimei's sons. Ishpan, Eber, Eliel, Abdon, Zikri, Hanan, Hananiah, Elam, and Thathijah, Iphdeah, and Penuel were Shashak's sons. Shamsharai, Shehariah, Athaliah, Jerashiah, Elijah, and Zikri were Jeroham's sons. These were family heads, chiefs according to their family records. They lived in Jerusalem. Jeel fathered Gibeon and lived in Gibeon. His wife's name was Mekah. Abdon was his firstborn son. Then Zur, Kish, Baal, Nadab, Gedor, Ahio, Zechar, and Mikloth, who fathered Shemaiah. These also lived opposite their relatives in Jerusalem, with their other relatives. 
Ner fathered Kish, Kish fathered Saul, and Saul fathered Jonathan, Melchishua, Abinadab, and Eshbaal. Jonathan's son was Merabbaal, and Merabbaal fathered Micah. Micah's sons, Pithon, Melech, Tereah, and Ahaz. Ahaz fathered Jehoiada. Jehoiada fathered Elimeth, Asmaveth, and Zimri. And Zimri fathered Moza. Moza fathered Binia. His son was Rapha, his son Elasa, and his son Azel. Azel had six sons, and these were their names. Azrakim, Bocheru, Ishmael, Shariah, Obadiah, and Hanan. All these were Azel's sons. His brother Eshek's sons. Ulam was his firstborn, Jaish second, and Eliphalet third. Ulam's sons were valiant warriors and archers. They had many sons and grandsons, 150 of them. All these were among Benjamin's sons. All Israel was registered in the genealogies that are written in the book of the kings of Israel. But Judah was exiled to Babylon because of their unfaithfulness. The first to live in their towns on their own property again were Israelites, priests, Levites, and temple servants. These people, from the descendants of Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh, settled in Jerusalem. Uthai, son of Amahud, son of Omri, son of Imri, son of Bani, a descendant of Perez, son of Judah. From the Shilonites, Asiah the firstborn and his sons, and from the descendants of Zerah, Jeul, and their relatives, 690 in all. The Benjaminites, Salu, son of Meshulam, son of Hodaviah, son of Hasanua, Ibnia, son of Jeroham, Elah, son of Uzi, son of Mikri, Meshulam, son of Shephatiah, son of Reul, son of Ibnijah, and their relatives according to their family records, 956 in all. All these men were heads of their ancestral families. The priests, Jediah, Jehoiarib, Jachin, Azariah, son of Hilkiah, son of Meshulam, son of Zadok, son of Moriah, son of Ahatub, the chief official of God's temple. Adiah, son of Jeroham, son of Pashur, son of Malkijah. Mesai, son of Abdeel, son of Jazerah, son of Meshulam, son of Meshulamith, son of Immer, and their relatives, the heads of their ancestral families. 1,760 in all.
They were capable men employed in the ministry of God's temple. The Levites Shemaiah, son of Hashab, son of Azricam, son of Hashabiah of the Merarites. Bakbacher, Harish, Galal, and Mataniah, son of Micah, son of Zikri, son of Asaph. Obadiah, son of Shemaiah, son of Galal, son of Jejuthun, son of Berechiah, son of Asaph, son of Elkanah, who lived in the settlements of the Netaphathites. The gatekeepers, Shalom, Akub, Talman, Aheman, and their relatives. Shalom was their chief. He was previously stationed at the king's gate on the east side. These were the gatekeepers from the camp of the Levites. Shalom, son of Korah, son of Ebiasaph, son of Korah and his relatives from his ancestral family, the Korahites, were assigned to guard the thresholds of the tent. Their ancestors had been assigned to the Lord's camp as guardians of the entrance. In earlier times, Phinehas, son of Eleazar, had been their leader, and the Lord was with him. Zechariah, son of Meshelamiah, was the gatekeeper at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The total number of those chosen to be gatekeepers at the thresholds was 212. They were registered by genealogy in their settlements. David and the seer Samuel had appointed them to their trusted positions. So they and their sons were assigned as guards to the gates of the Lord's temple, which had been the tent temple. The gatekeepers were on the four sides, east, west, north, and south. Their relatives came from their settlements at fixed times to be with them seven days. But the four chief gatekeepers who were Levites were entrusted with the rooms and the treasuries of God's temple. They spent the night in the vicinity of God's temple because they had guard duty and were in charge of opening it every morning. Some of them were in charge of the utensils used in worship. They would count them when they brought them in and when they took them out. Others were put in charge of the furnishings and all the utensils of the sanctuary, as well as the fine flour, wine, oil, incense, and spices. Some of the priest's sons mixed the spices. A Levite called Mattathiah, the firstborn of Shalom the Korahite, was entrusted with baking the bread. Some of the Kohathites' relatives were responsible for preparing the rows of the bread of the presents every Sabbath. The singers, the heads of the Levite families, stayed in the temple chambers and were exempt from other tasks because they were on duty day and night. These were the heads of the Levite families, chiefs according to their family records. They lived in Jerusalem. Jeel fathered Gibeon and lived in Gibeon. His wife's name was Mekah. Abdon was his firstborn son. Then Zor, Kish, Baal, Ner, Nadab, Gedor, Ahio, Zechariah, and Mikloth. Mikloth fathered Shemaim. These also lived opposite their relatives in Jerusalem with their other relatives. Ner fathered Kish, Kish fathered Saul, and Saul fathered Jonathan, Malkishua, Abinadab, and Eshbaal. Jonathan's son was Merabbaal, and Merabbaal fathered Micah. Micah's sons, Pithon, Melech, Tareah, and Ahaz. Ahaz fathered Jera, Jera fathered Alimath, Asmaveth, and Zimri. Zimri fathered Moza, 
Moza fathered Biniah. His son was Rephiah, his son Elasa, and his son Azel. Azel had six sons, and these were their names, Azricam, Bokeru, Ishmael, Shariah, Obadiah, and Hanan. These were Azel's sons. The Philistines fought against Israel, and Israel's men fled from them. Many were killed on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines pursued Saul and his sons, and killed his sons Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishua. When the battle intensified against Saul, the archers spotted him and severely wounded him. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and run me through with it, or these uncircumcised men will come and torture me. But his armor-bearer would not do it because he was terrified. Then Saul took his sword and fell on it. When his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his own sword and died. So Saul and his three sons died. His whole house died together. When all the men of Israel in the valley saw that the army had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned their cities and fled. So the Philistines came and settled in them. The next day when the Philistines came to strip the slain, they found Saul and his sons dead on Mount Gilboa. They stripped Saul, cut off his head, took his armor, and sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to spread the good news to their idols and the people. Then they put his armor in the temple of their gods and hung his skull in the temple of Dagon. When all Jabesh-Gilead heard of everything the Philistines had done to Saul, all their brave men set out and retrieved the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons and brought them to Jabesh. They buried their bones under the oak in Jabesh and fasted seven days. Saul died for his unfaithfulness to the Lord because he did not keep the Lord's word. He even consulted a medium for guidance, but he did not inquire of the Lord. So the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over to David, son of Jesse. Song of Songs, chapters 1 and 2. The Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Woman, oh, that he would kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your caresses are more delightful than wine. The fragrance of your perfume is intoxicating. Your name is perfume poured out. No wonder young women adore you. Take me with you. Let's hurry. Oh, that the king would bring me to his chambers. Young women, we will rejoice and be glad in you. We will celebrate your caresses more than wine. Woman, it is only right that they adore you. Daughters of Jerusalem, I am dark like the tents of Kedar, yet lovely like the curtains of Solomon. 
Do not stare at me because I am dark, for the sun has gazed on me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me take care of the vineyards. I have not taken care of my own vineyard. Tell me, you whom I love, where do you pasture your sheep? Where do you let them rest at noon? Why should I be like one who veils herself beside the flocks of your companions? Man, if you do not know, most beautiful of women, follow the tracks of the flock and pasture your young goats near the shepherd's tents. I compare you, my darling, to a mare among Pharaoh's chariots. Your cheeks are beautiful with jewelry, your neck with its necklace. We will make gold jewelry for you, accented with silver. Woman, while the king is on his couch, my perfume releases its fragrance. The one I love is a sachet of myrrh to me, spending the night between my breasts. The one I love is a cluster of henna blossoms to me in the vineyards of Engedi. Man, how beautiful you are, my darling. How very beautiful. Your eyes are doves. Woman, how handsome you are, my love. How delightful. Our bed is verdant. The beams of our house are cedars, and our rafters are cypresses. I am a wildflower of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. Man, like a lily among thorns, so is my darling among the young women. Woman, like an apricot tree among the trees of the forest, so is my love. Among the young men, I delight to sit in his shade, and his fruit is sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banquet hall, and he looked on me with love. Sustain me with raisins, refresh me with apricots, for I am lovesick. May his left hand be under my head, and his right arm embrace me. Young women of Jerusalem, I charge you by the gazelles and the wild does of the field, do not stir up or awaken love until the appropriate time. Listen, my love is approaching. Look, here he comes, leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My love is like a gazelle or a young stag. See, he is standing behind our wall, gazing through the windows, peering through the lattice. My love calls to me. Man, arise, my darling. Come away, my beautiful one. For now the winter is past. The rain has ended and gone away. The blossoms appear in the countryside. The time of singing has come, and the turtle dove's cooing is heard in our land. The fig tree ripens its figs. The blossoming vines give off their fragrance. Arise, my darling. 
Come away, my beautiful one. My dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the crevices of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Woman, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, for our vineyards are in bloom. My love is mine, and I am his. He feeds among the lilies. Until the day breaks and the shadows flee, turn around, my love, and be like a gazelle or a young stag on the divided mountains. Shout out to Amy McFadden in Perrysville, Ohio. Amy is one of our newest Patreon patrons. You know, when we make the show, we do it for free, and that's intentional. We want it to be free. We don't want anybody to have to pay for anything to access God's Word easily. But it also comes with costs, so if there are folks out there who want to help with the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash commuterbible. There you'll find a number of giving tiers, or you can give without using one of the tiers. It's totally up to you. If that sounds like something you want to invest in, again, that's patreon.com slash commuterbible. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction and meditates on it day and night. Mm -hmm.